0: when he laid on my mind that I should preach on the seven deadly sins, I looked down and I said, Lord, is not one of those sins gluttony?" me? He said, yeah. And I said, well, what, what, you want Scott to preach that one? <laughs> what, do you want me to stand up and be the icon of what not to do? And the Lord said, no, I want you to begin doing what you're supposed to do. That was January one. Yeah, I'm a little bit hangry this morning. I've been on a diet since January 1, so much so that Deb Mangiardo, bless her heart, she changed all those chocolate pretzels you'd given me for Christmas for smart food in there. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. (laughs) So here we go. We're going to go where preachers rarely wanna tread. And you know why preachers rarely want to tread there. If you have a wedding, what do you do? You eat. You have a funeral, what do you do? You eat. If you have a baptism, you go to the house, and you know what you do? You eat. Then when you visit the preacher, what do you do? You eat. When you come study the Bible on Wednesday night, what do you do? You eat. And when I got done preaching on gluttony, I walked out there, and the youth told me, we're going to eat. Nights in Italy after preaching this sermon. I'm sorry, I'm reeling it back in. (laughs) And we're breathing, we're breathing. Proverbs 23, my son, if your heart is wise, my own heart also will be glad. My inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak. What is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in the fear of the Lord always. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat for the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe one with rags this morning as lisa was reading the scripture it all was about finding leaders who are willing to model godliness and and we all get stuck in that as a matter of fact The church has taught throughout history that that's one of the seven deadly parts of being fallen and separated from god is we forget in everyday things even like sleeping eating drinking our attitudes that we can either model for christ or our lives can preach a message that that cuts against that grain so on January 1, I said, yeah, let's, uh, just in my mind, we'll have Scott preach that one, and I'll say I'll try hard. And the Lord said, no, no, no. This is about turning. That's called repentance, turning. And this is about doing what is right. And so uh, it's never too late to start. As a matter of fact, the book of Hebrews says today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart today now is the time the book of hebrews says today is the day of salvation so in any one of these sins we recognize that when we repent and we turn away and that's god's will that all of us turn away we turn away today see if daniel hadn't been prayed up before the lion's den he never would have made it through the lion's den But he was prayed up. And we have to be practiced up. In the will of God. The proverb writer said. Son if you want to be wise. If you want to heed. The teaching of the truth. You've got to avoid. Gluttony. You've got to. Now the definitions were resoundingly clear. This week. Because I've been giving you definitions. For every, every, every deadly sin. Gluttony. Is an overindulgence of food or beverage. And then when you expand it out, it can be an overindulgence of anything that is destructive or keeps God from governing you in his best ways because the fruit of the Spirit is self control. We can't be out of control. You know, we have several support groups uh, for addictions. And and, an addiction is nothing more, nothing less than something that has the grip that has placed you out of control. And it often can be drink. It often can be food. It can be anything. I'll get back to the food in a minute. But in my life, even when I was a skinny boy, now this is where I asked Patrick to come up and sing I Can Only Imagine but (laughs) nonetheless I was and I've got pictures to prove it but even then I let self indulgence at times for gratification control me I was a guy that loved to fish loved to hunt loved sports and there were many times where the Holy Spirit said Ron you love that too much because you're out of control. That, you would do that. Now, it's bad when you're the preacher. You would do that rather than, than be in church. And I got to confess, there are many times, including this morning, I'd rather be fishing than doing what I'm doing. I just am in a bad mood, hangry, went on a diet January one. I have some victory. I'm down 21 pounds since January 1. Don't clap, I got 50 more to go. So I could be a little too hangry to preach. But when do you start? When if the scripture says today, if you hear his voice? You see, the good news is while it's today, we can do something about it. One of the beautiful things about Mr. Busby's funeral was a guy who's been a lifetime friend of mine did it, who was the pastor. And, and uh, Mark and Sherry's dad, they, he loved he loved this pastor. And the pastor was forever hauling the youth in a singing group, and Mr. Busby was always riding number two in the, in the you know motorcade there he was always driving number two but he always had parts of the gospel that he didn't didn't quite understand or felt he wasn't wasn't good enough and have you ever heard those stories yeah 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 can't quite do it because we we know that there's a disconnect and we know that we miss it and uh, he'd often tell bodine the name of the last name of the pastor who did the the funeral he'd say Bay almost got me on that one that testimony one of the kids got almost got me up front but when Bodine retired recently Mr. Busby was there and uh, after the evening he remained right there on the front row of the Barnesboro Church and he said Rev I think today's the day I want to make that commitment to Christ. And so at his funeral service, the pastor said, I know with confidence where Mr. Busby is. And he pointed to the spot, he said, because right there, I prayed with him to receive Christ. You see, that's why today is the day. That's why if you get under conviction about one of the sins, or that's why if you're a pastor who ought to know better and, and, yet, and yet you're convicted. By the way, do you know the second step of the United Methodist doctrine of grace is conviction? We leave that out because too many preachers don't have the guts to preach what's conviction because their parishioners don't like to get convicted and they vote you out. How do you quit preaching the grace of God that transforms people by convicting us of sin because we lose the popularity contest. And it is hard to lose the popularity contest. It's hard. You don't like it to hear the scuttle out there that you're failing or your, your church might not like you as well as you hope or this or that. But that's not what it's about. When you stand in front of Christ at last, he's not going to ask how popular was it with the fallen world. He's going to ask, when you heard my voice, did you respond to it? Today's the day. I want to say that I thank God that I could hear the voice in preparing for a sermon series and try to do something about it. So step one is temperance is the offset, and it's God's virtue against overindulgence, gluttony. Temperance is it. Exercise temperance. And you know if you go to one of those dietitians, here's what they're going to say. Do it in moderation. Eat the food you want, but if you just eat the food in moderation, it's okay. Drink what you want. If you just drink it in moderation, it's okay. Have any fun you want, but don't let your fun control your life. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So God wants to give us help so that self-control and giving a life that is in control to God instead of a life that is out of control to God enables God to use us. And so everything Lisa read about this morning in Timothy chapter 2 said that God is looking for leaders who can model the righteousness of God. Listen, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, if God gets down to, to food and drink, he wants us to be down to the nitty gritty. I think God wants our language to be moderate language, not to look like the world. Some of us have to give it to God even today and say, what comes out of our mouth, Lord, ought to be blessing, not curses. should be. And you know what? God will honor that if you'll make that commitment. Doug and I, my brother, laughed and laughed because when we got converted, we said, how can we ever take grandpapa to church? Because all he knows how to do is curse. He's been a sailor his whole life. And believe me, he put us in some tough situations in the receiving line. We often wanted to... Get him out the door this way, because if not this way, something was going to happen. You ever been there in a situation like that? God doesn't want us to avoid the receiving line because we're out of control. It can be language. It could be a love. Four times in my life, whether it was athletics or playing too much golf, going to the fishing hole too much, I was like that country singer, his wife gave him an maiden. If you get out on that boat one more time, I'm leaving you. And the next thing you know, he's out there fishing, singing a song, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> but I want to tell you something true. There are pastimes that take so much of our presence that it can interrupt a marriage. And that's not godly. I've been there. And the Lord said, I want that, Ron. And if you don't give it to me, you'll be in the flesh. And in the flesh, it's impossible to please God. Now, I don't want you to take the opposite out of this sermon and say, that preacher, he told me I can't have fun. God won't let us have fun. That's not what I'm talking about. God wants you to have fun. He just wants you to know that your idea of fun is not displacing God or displacing your family, or displacing any other responsibility, or it'll destroy you. You get it? So God says, Ron, go ahead. You can kill yourself, or you can start to do what is right. And uh, he gives powerful reminders because we see in a world around us, I found out last week, horrifically found out, that the gentleman that took my job as president of the institution dropped dead of a heart attack. I went home and I said to Dorina, uh, that was last week, left a beautiful wife and family. I said to Dorina, I'm am amazed and I'm am humbled that that wasn't me. You know how many times I went home because uh, when you have a goal that you have to raise $50 million or your friends that you love aren't going to get their paycheck, feels like your heart is in a vice. Now, quit thinking about me and think about the pressure that you get under. And we realize it could be us. <laughs> and then point two quickly comes in. Therefore, don't make yourself more prone to that kind of thing because uh, of what you just just ate. A lot of people came out of the first service and they said, thanks a lot, we were headed to breakfast till you preached that message. <laughs> you can go to breakfast all you want. But do the right thing. And I pray that uh, humbly, even a fat old preacher trying to do the right thing, point one is this. Will you join me? I'd like all of you who feel like you need to, to go on a diet with me. And at the end of June, you know what I want to do? I want your tally. I want you to write on your Connect card in church how many pounds were down by June. And I want to read it from the stage and say, Trinity Church... In hearing a sermon that gluttony is part of a deadly lifestyle, has said we want to try to uh, get self control over it, and we're down this much weight. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I am going to ask you to join me. I want you to communicate with me on your Connect card how much weight you're losing as of today. And in June, why not bless God by in a service of June saying, "Look at where we are, because we heard His voice." Point two, you can do it by doing things in moderation. Temperance is the ability to be moderate. To be able to do things, but do things all in the respective representation, so that whether we eat or whether we drink this is a quote from scripture whether we eat or whether we drink we do all to the glory of god you can do it how do i know because here i am trying and he's been with me and he's going to be with you and we're going to continue to report i had a i had well glenn conaway did too we had a a professor at asbury and he was a philosophy professor but he loved to pray. Man, this guy loved to pray. And he'd make us sing a little chorus, and of course, we, we just loved that, you know. I, I just want you to visualize the Millville boy that always got suspended learning to sing a prayer course in front of a group of boys with all this testosterone flowing from a freshman in college, you know. I didn't want to learn a prayer course. They always say, Smith, I want you to teach your people this. Is a course that says, Pray on till the victory comes. Pray on till the victory comes. Do not despair. God answers prayer. Pray on till the victory comes. The first is, start now. God will help you. The second is, all things in moderation. But the third is, Get into fasting as well as praying. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, said, hey, Methodists, let's do it. Let's fast lunchtime once a week. He said, I can never do it. I'm a diabetic. Guess what? I talked to a doctor about diabetes, and he said, people can fast a meal. That's not going to hurt. Now, if the doctor has told you it's going to hurt, you listen to your doctor because that's what we call physician care. But if you're just making an excuse because you think you can't do it, think again. You can do it. And when you fast, do it regularly, once a week. For Wesley, it was on Friday. For you, it could be Monday. You could do anything you want. Deny yourself a meal. And when you do, pray during that time. And when you pray, just don't pray about the little things. Pray about the thing that's really troubling your soul that you've prayed about a thousand times, and to date, you haven't seen a victory. You know who reminded me to do that? Mr. Busby. How many times did he say, Almost, almost, but the day came? Pray on till the day comes. Pray on till you get the victory. Pray over that thing that nobody but God can do. Listen, you're facing it all over the auditorium today, all over the, uh, the cyberspace world. You're all facing things too big for you. For with men, the Bible says, things are impossible, but with God, you finish the rest. All things are possible. So fast and pray for the things that are only possible For God and keep on doing it till the victory comes and when you do you're going to find out by starting today by doing all things in moderation so that the spirit is controlling you rather than earthly things like food and drink by recognizing God's word says, gluttony will destroy us. Here's Dorothy Sayers, friend of C.S. Lewis. It is the great curse of gluttony that it ends by destroying all sense of the precious, the unique, the irreplaceable. Don't give anything that control in your life. Give your hearts in their totality to the Holy Spirit. And let the Holy Spirit control you so that no matter what we do, whether we eat or drink, we do all to the glory of God. Fast and pray. And don't pray about the little thing when you fast, pray about the God sized thing. And see if, like Mr. Busby, God can get you the victory. And do you know what I'm going to bet? I'm going to bet if that's the outcome of your life, it will be easy to do your funeral service. It turns sorrow into celebration. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Because today's the day of salvation, and start today. And because your life can be walking with the Spirit, and the God-sized things in your life will control you, not the little things that seek to destroy you the victory and the battle belongs to the lord and do you know what the lord does he shares it with you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen let's pray together as our praise team comes and sings us in victory out the door today by the way As crazy as it sounds after a sermon on gluttony, I want you all to sign up for the night in Italy with the youth before you leave the door. Now let's just bow before the God who has a great sense of humor. Lord, we love you today. We're so glad you're involved in our lives. Thank you that you care so much that you can even make today a different day. When you speak to us, you can bring the changes that are so difficult for us and so speak to hearts all over the auditorium and as we sing one final song may the people of god at trinity go forward in victory today in the name of jesus christ we ask it amen